0: and welcome to Uncorked in Conversation. It's your girl, Elle. I'm here. It's wine o'clock. And y'all know how we do. I'm here with April and Paulette. Hey, y'all. Hello. And I want to mention that we have a fabulous, fabulous guest with us tonight, Mr. Bill Armstrong. Hello, Bill. Howdy. (laughs) Cheers to all of you. How's everybody doing?
1: Oh, fabulous and tired.
2: Tired, tired.
1: The <laughs> week, know
2: that. Was, week he, has been. Oh, <laughs> Yes.
0: Well, I, I saw you hold up that Jim Bean there, uh, uh, Bill. Is that uh was contributing to a little uh <laughs> tired? You don't seem tired. We're we're tired.
3: You don't seem tired. Well, let me put it this way. I got up at five o'clock this morning and did a full day at work. So oh. I, I oh, a little.
1: okay. <laughs>
2: That's I, okay. a long day. It might a be bit. a little
0: tired. <laughs> well, that's a long day. So we are happy to have you here with us. Um, Bill is an actor, musician, singer, ventriloquist. I am right about that, correct?
3: To a certain degree, I, I'm not the best ventriloquist, but I do I do have that capability on occasion. <laughs> I
0: quite enjoy his ventriloquism. He is also the president of the Tidewater Bluegrass Music Association, where they're keeping the tradition of bluegrass alive. Uh, Bill hosts Bluegrass and Brews at the theater. We both perform at um, Family Fun Experience Theater, among other places he performs as well. So I just mm. want to first say, Bill, welcome to Uncorked in Conversation. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Click <laughs> click clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Oh, was- hi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I got the whole bottle. Okay.
0: That's right. That's the way to do it. We're wine enthusiasts, enthusiasts, but there is always room for Jim Beam and beer. So, talk to us ab- about what Bluegrass and Booze is.
3: Bluegrass and Booze was a, a, an offshoot of something that uh, Tim Ritter and I originally discussed a long time ago. And it is basically a bluegrass jam that people are invited to come listen to. Now, the way a bluegrass jam works is the first person in the group will go ahead and choose a song and sing slash play it. And everybody else will play along and uh, throw in a lead or uh, instrumental, as you call it. And then when he's done with that, about the time he's done, you'll see him lift up his leg, telling everybody, okay, we're ready to quit now. (laughs) And and we'll end that, and it goes to the next person and they can either pass, choose a song that they wanna do or ask somebody else to do a song for them. And it's around the circle that way all all
1: night long. (laughs) Oh
3: wow! Oh, that sounds I, fun. Yeah, I didn't know all that was going on. That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, that's one thing. That—that's what I love about a bluegrass jam. And the thing about Tidewater Bluegrass, we invite everybody out to the bluegrass jams because I don't care what your level of experience is. Come on out and try. If you can't keep up with the music, you know, just back off a little bit and then come back in where you feel feel comfortable again. Nice.
1: Come in at your level. I see.
3: Yep. We're always willing to try to help teach people how to play stuff, so That's awesome. And
1: yeah. Now oh.
3: I I do a, a a Tuesday night jam over at O'Connor Brewing Company in Norfolk, and one of my favorite jammers there is named Wesley he shows up in a kilt with a cigar box, tenor guitar. And some of his music choices are quite interesting.
0: Hmm.
3: I've done some, um, uh, uh, I, I don't remember if we did any Black Sabbath with him or not, but anyway, trying to do rock and roll as bluegrass is quite interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet. I'm sure.
0: I ignorantly thought, when someone asked me once what bluegrass is, and I like bluegrass music, Um, I I don't know that I'm all that familiar with it, but I like the feel of bluegrass music. I do know that. Um, So when someone asked me one time, what is bluegrass, I ignorantly said country, but it's not exactly country. Could you tell us and our listeners what bluegrass music is exactly?
3: Bluegrass music was basically invented by Bill Monroe. It came out of Americana music, but he threw that high, lonesome tenor into it and just turned the whole thing around. Uh, Your basic bluegrass instruments are banjo, guitar, mandolin, uh, bass guitar, fiddle, and uh, they even have dobros, which is actually a resonator guitar played as a laptop. And it's a lot of fun, Hmm. but All those instruments came together, and they came up with that high lonesome sound. And the thing about bluegrass is it's pretty much a lot of murder ballads. (laughs) Uh Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do not fare well in bluegrass music, uh, bluegrass songs. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) that's that's
1: interesting because when I think about jazz you think about jazz and blues and I always equate blues with sad songs so I never listened to blues because it made me depressed and sad but actually when I actually got older and listened to it I'm like wow it's really really talking real emotion so you know now I can you know listen to it so bluegrass would be the same thing I, I imagine
3: well Bluegrass can be anything from a very sad song to a totally hilarious song.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: If I get really froggy, I might even uh, play uh, a song called uh, Five Pounds of Possum for you later. <laughs> <laughs> as long
1: as I don't have to eat it. Okay. Amen. you don't want to you. <laughs> uh,
3: you'll, you'll hear it later. Trust okay. me. Everyone will hear that.
0: Definitely want to hear that. So the in- you named several instruments, several string instruments, because bluegrass is essentially string instruments. But I know you mentioned there's
3: one instrument that is played as a guitar. You said do- dobos or do what was that? A dobro is a resonator guitar. It is a uh, it, it's like a guitar, but in the center of the in the center of the instrument, you'll have a steel plate with uh, a, a cone underneath that.
4: Hmm.
3: With the original attempt at making an amplified instrument. Oh, and okay. it, About some noise that way. <laughs> Interesting.
0: Now, Bill, you play a lot of instruments. Could you You want to run down all the instruments that you play?
3: Uh, banjo guitar, mandolin fiddle, auto harp, dobro, uh, dulcimer, hammer dulcimer trombone <laughs> uh, wow trombone wow <laughs> i just if it's an instrument i always want to try it <laughs> yeah and
0: and your background in music talk a little bit about that if you would well
3: when i was in fourth grade my mom got me to try out for chorus hmm. And I've been singing ever since in a chorus or musical group of some sorts. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, you have I, a voice. Some of my greatest memories were falling asleep on the couch as my dad's country band played in the living room oh. through instruments. I was a kid; I could fall asleep through that. <laughs> oh, but wow. Dad had uh, a double neck uh eight pedal one knee pedals fender steel guitar and if you've never heard of steel guitar you need to go listen oh those things can <laughs> wow
1: i've never heard of that so yeah definitely google it. <laughs> <laughs> google it do you have
3: anyone in your group that plays steel guitar no because in bluegrass we normally always do acoustic instruments We ain't got to plug in. So if the lights go out, we ain't worried. That's (laughs) That's so
1: true. Yeah.
3: Yeah. At one of our uh, concerts, we were uh, over in Portsmouth and uh, somebody hit a light pole right in the beginning of the concert. So we lost all power. But the group was fantastic. They just kept playing because they had acoustic instruments.
1: Right. Right. Was,
3: could pr- project like i do and that you were able to hear it all hear it all unfortunately right. without lights we had to shut down after the first at, uh first set because we couldn't see anything and it was too dangerous to keep people in the building
1: yeah yeah i can see that's a fire hazard oh yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Among other things, yeah.
1: So now
0: I want to mention, so I was also in chorus um, going back to sixth grade, never traditionally learned how to play an instrument. I've, al- al- I've always been in awe of those who can. Um, now, April plays the flute, and I do want to mention because you said harp, especially Paulette plays the harp. So, how exciting! Ladies, talk about your musical experience. <laughs>
2: I started out in chorus too, you know, in elementary school, you always start out in chorus. And then, um, you know, the little plastic flute. And then um, yeah. I went to orchestra. And the main reason I went to orchestra was because of my brother. Because my brother, goodness, he is so talented. It's, it's unbelievable. My brother played, and when he was in high school, he played uh, the bass. But he also knows how to play the cello, the violin, and the viola. Mm-hmm. So I started with the viola, and I played the viola for two years. And then when I went to junior high school, yeah, telling my age, yes, when we had junior high school. Junior yeah. high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I felt the the viola was a little boring, you know. And then I'm I'm a part of this big group, and then. Um, This uh, instructor came in, Mr. Pankowis, Ray Pankowis. I'm gonna come visit you when I get to Vegas. Um, He came in and he was looking for people to play the harp because he had a small group. It was only three people. Uh, One was a pedal harp and the other ones were the smaller harps. And um, I thought it was interesting. Now, here's the real interesting part. (laughs) I can't read one note. Nope. I, I play it that. all by ear. I
4: can't, I cannot
0: what? read it. <laughs> by... Now, no. Bill, I see you nodding. Do you play, do you read or do you play by ear as well?
3: I can read music, but not quickly, but I always play by ear. That's how I, all of my instruments, my dad taught me how to play guitar when I was like 12. He taught me a few chords and I played guitar for a while. Then he bought me a a banjo on my 19th birthday. And those two instruments I've been playing for a very long time. I am not great at them, but I can play them. Um, But when I turned 40, I was in a play over here at Little Theater of Norfolk called Smoke on the Mountain, Mm -hmm. which is a bluegrass comedy. It is hilarious and such a wonderful show with beautiful music. But when I did that show and I auditioned with my banjo and my guitar, they asked me, well, can you play mandolin? I said, well, I don't. But, well, if we get you one, can you learn how? I can try. So they never got me a mandolin. But I realized that I had my mom's old mandolin. And it was sitting there not doing anything, so I went ahead and salvaged it from the children, and got it put back together, and learned how to play it, and kept going from there. As I try to get it up without breaking anything, let go. Mm, I want to see what that looks like? There are cords everywhere, but yes, this is my mandolin. It is an orpheum. Oh, wow. I have. Yeah, hold like it. In. It's older than I am. <laughs> wow. That wow.
1: Awesome. That's, that's a beautiful piece of um art there. You know, it's an art piece at, at this point. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Wow. Now, April, you play a wind instrument. You play the
1: flute like Lizzo. <laughs> I did. I did. Let me um plug up my computer real quick. But I started off with string instrument as well. Because I lived in Norfolk and fifth and sixth grade, I played the violin. And so when I moved to Chesapeake, they didn't have an orchestra. So I had to learn a whole nother instrument and I learned to play the flute. Awesome. And so that's how I ended up playing the wind instrument. So, um, so yeah, like Lizzo, I need to buy me a flute I do have the love of uh, a harp, so I am going to buy me a harp one day, and Paula is going to teach me how to play. I I think that is the most romantic, soothing instrument. I don't know what it is about it, but I just love it, love it, love listening to it and just playing with those strings. It's just, I don't know. I just fell in love with that. So one day I'm going to buy myself uh, a harp. I can play the saxophone because the same fingerings for a uh, flute is the same fingerings for a saxophone. saxophone. So I can transfer that. So that's one of my questions as far as the many um, instruments that you play, Bill, uh, how many of those have the same fingerings? And were you able to just transfer or you had to learn a whole new style because the instrument was different?
3: Well, you told me that you play violin. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the mandolin is tuned the same. Oh wow! Yep, it
1: is. Yeah, yep. I could so Yeah, play that. Oh, wow. <laughs> that'd be a yes. I can play the mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put you to the test
3: on the twenty third. You're bringing the mandolin with you, Bill. On the twenty third? Oh heck, yeah! I'll have- <laughs> Uh, now, normally, when I do the bluegrass and booze, I bring at least six instruments. Oh, now you guys have been talking about harp. Did you realize that in bluegrass music we have a harp? They call it an auto harp. <laughs> oh. Now, an auto harp is basically a an instrument that ha- is strung up like a kind of like a harp but you have buttons that you can push and they have yeah it, it, it i i remember it from grade school but anyway uh i actually own about three of them none of them are up well i might have one up here but i'd have to dig for it but anyway i might just do that while you guys chat amongst yourselves at some point um the auto harp is one of the easiest instruments to play because you push the button, and you strum, and it's going to be in whatever key you pushed. So if you're in a if, if you're in a regular uh, G C D combination, well, you got three buttons you can push: G, C, or D. <laughs> right,
2: right. Hmm. But you got to have an ear. You also have to have an ear for those for those different keys too, and know those
3: those keys. That what? that's what. Unless you happen to have the uh, song in front of you with the keys listed. Oh, true. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> I use uh, Ultimate Guitar Tabs because they have a good gravy. They have a ton of songs in there. But Ultimate Guitar Tabs will give you the lyrics and the chords approximately where you need to play them.
2: Oh, Okay.
3: So you just follow along in that. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Interesting.
0: Yeah, very interesting. So I I don't play any instruments now. I can play chopsticks on the piano. And if I'm not mistaken, April, I think you taught me that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: just like she also (laughs) taught me to tap dance off of T for two. So I really think I'm a tap dancer now. I mean, this was when we were like teenagers. So, and Oh my
2: goodness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But um, also, so I was in chorus and somehow, and I don't even know where I got this thing uh, when I was like 13, 14 years old, but some, for some reason I had a xylophone in my room. Right. And so our chorus teacher, Mr. Washington, used to um, when he would teach us to read music. I wasn't very good at it, but he would teach us to read music. We would number our music, um, and so we, he would have us singing the notes. April, you had Mr. Washington for a while. Remember, he would have us singing the notes. So, like, um, mm-hmm. do you do you hear what I hear? One, two, three, 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 two, two, three. Mm-hmm. So I learned that, and I had it written in my music. So I would play the xylophone to the music I learned in chorus. That's the best I could do.
2: <laughs> That's okay with something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Might have to download a xylophone app on my iPad. That would be cool. Oh,
1: there you go.
3: Yep, just a little bit of music. I yeah. have also be in a uh, gospel bluegrass band called the Gospel Lights over at St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in uh, West Ghent. And uh we practice pretty much weekly, and now and again they let us sing at church. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, my
2: brother still plays the violin, and he plays at our church, St. Mary's.
3: Well. Yeah. Well, you know, you people that play the violin slash fiddle are more than welcome to come out at come out to any of our jams and play along. Mm. And if,
1: forget I need to brush up. I got to brush up on my uh skills first <laughs> yeah yeah because
2: i i tell you i haven't played since high school so i know i don't know i do no. know well,
3: do some practicing. two weeks ago i had somebody show up at one of our jams and i got to talk to him and he says yeah well i used to play fiddle so i just grabbed my fiddle brought it over to him said okay go ahead <laughs> back and enjoy you're it. gonna do the april with that mandolin there you go
4: uh, no uh,
3: <laughs> no nope. don't
1: put me on the spot like that nope That's i have to of... develop a relationship with it first before i play with it
2: hey, amen i hear you <laughs> you know Look, they don't know you like that do they <laughs> <laughs> i know
0: i said this is an adult show april <laughs> <laughs>
2: You <laughs> see, she's saying, on not me like that.
0: <laughs> Double entendre is irresistible. So, <laughs> so Bill, uh, talk to us about Tidewater Bluegrass. What was the organization formed to do? What is it all about? What um, is your role as president? Tell us all about that.
3: All right, Tidewater Bluegrass Music Association was created to uh, continue bluegrass in the area our objective and i've got to pull it up on my wake up machine okay there we go Ah, there we go there we are anyway tidewater bluegrass music association was created over i'd say almost 30 years ago to keep the tradition alive that is the way we like to say it and In that effort, we would hold a monthly concert and bring in regional bluegrass bands. Now, as president, it's my job to try and keep this thing running, which is quite interesting sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) With the pandemic and everything, it has been so difficult to get people to come out and see the shows are running uh, roughly around 30 people which is okay but considering what we have to pay the band and the venue and the sound person it gets a little tight Mm. I imagine I can imagine Yeah, we're we're hoping to change that around some we've gotten uh, some interesting queries from some of the local breweries And we're looking into that to see what we can do to uh, get our word out there more often. Another thing, as president, let me tell you how I became president. Hmm. I had joined the board and had been on it for about a year or so, and it was time for elections. Well, the current president really didn't want to be reelected, but they weren't giving him a choice. But nobody wanted to step up for vice president. So I said, okay, I'll do that. What the heck? Two months later, the president quit. <laughs> Ouch. And so I went on a very steep learning curve of how to become <laughs> president of a board. Fortunately, I'd had a, a lot of uh, uh, practice with stuff like that in that I was also on the board of the Virginia Production Alliance uh, for the Hampton Roads area. And I was also on the board at Little Theater of Norfolk. Mm. So I knew a lot of the procedures, but the hard part was getting everybody to agree on how we were going to do things. Any board, you run into a situation where people have these great ideas but they don't want to do it. They want somebody else to do it. Well, I'm on a board now that is very happy to take an idea and run with it. And I'm so happy with that. Uh, mm. My board members are amazing. And they keep me out of trouble, kind of. <laughs> now that's a job. <laughs> oh. But another one of my responsibilities is booking the bands, which is something I had never done before this.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: That was a whole learning curve in itself. Fortunately, the guy who did it before had a very good database of the bands that we had had previously. So I was able to keep things going with that. And now we're finding newer bands, and bands are coming to us asking, hey, can we play? And we are happy to let them (laughs)
1: Oh, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, that is. Yep. And it's been a wonderful ride, and I hope to continue doing it for quite a while. But part of my outreach has been the bluegrass jams that I started.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's your passion.
3: (laughs) That there was very little uh, advertisement or anything else going on because of the budget. And this was, this was pre-Facebook slash website type stuff. Uh, we didn't really get into Facebook and the website until after I had become president. Wow, wow. In the word out, we created our own uh, Facebook page of Tidewater Bluegrass Music Association. That's the one where we put out our official word Now, we also have a Tidewater Bluegrass Music Association group, which is pretty much the Wild West. If you want to post on there, go ahead (laughs) complain. We will make it go away. But yeah, right now, it's working well. And doing Facebook, I discovered all these other uh, associations and groups out there that are, you know, acoustic music and things like that. One yeah. of our best collaborations is with, has been with Tidewater Friends of Acoustic Music, hmm. and Brenda Barkley is in charge of that, and she's an amazing woman. I love that woman to death. She has taught me a lot. Awesome! Wow, that is exciting.
0: You know, I I just I'm just now um, becoming familiar with organizations, uh, nonprofits that promote the arts um, and causes. Um, And and you normally hear about certain causes, societal causes and such, but the arts, right? As artists we know, the arts is a cause, (laughs) absolutely. And I just love the energy that I see in our local area for uh, promoting nonprofits and community organizations that target Um, the arts. It's amazing. You can really create your own um, world of of art that you want, you know, based on what you do. And I just think that that is what a great thing for us to have in our country. How wonderful to live in the land of the free where we can do that and have free self expression that way. I don't think you can beat that. That's awesome. Absolutely. Now, Bill, you talked a little bit about the Little Theater of, Nor- of Norfolk. You've been on the board. You've performed there. Share with us some performances you've done at Little
3: Theater. Oh my goodness, what haven't I done? I think <laughs> favorite ones was called "A Flea in Her Ear." I got to play the uh, hotel owner, and it was quite interesting because my wife. Uh, at one point got scared and just had to jump into my arms. That was, that was interesting. (laughs) As for a musical, my favorite one we did recently was the best little whorehouse in Texas. Ah, ah,
2: I know that one.
3: (laughs) Played the governor. And I love that song that he did. You know, I I love to do a little, I love to dance a little sidestep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the problem being, my memory is not the greatest. I will admit that totally up front, which is why I use the iPad when I'm singing a lot. But when we did the show, Shelly Cady was the music director for it. And I would always go out there and do the song, but if I couldn't remember the words, I came up with some that worked. <laughs> What okay. was, if every did it, I ended at the right place. So they didn't mind, but they were <laughs> their butts off in the back. <laughs> I think my favorite line, the favorite line that I came up with is, and you never know what I'm going to say next. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's cool. And the, Improv. that was a Improv. true
2: statement, huh? <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> improv. I like I can improv. tell you from the short time I've known Bill, that is absolutely true of him, of this man.
2: <laughs> I'm not Funny. mad. It always if it takes. fits, if it fits, if it. and I love all the arts. Um, however, improv, I love improv. I mean, I don't do it myself because I'm not that quick of a thinker. However, I've seen many improv shows and I love improv. To me, that really shows off you know different levels, and you're being able to think on your feet. I really, I really like that, and it puts your own personal touch on it as well. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I love improv. I've, I've actually, uh, they did that uh, that armed forces thing that they come over and give free or improv lessons and stuff. I've been involved with that. Um, as a, I, I've never really taught it but it's always been fun. I've always had a blast doing improv mm-hmm.
0: because
3: it's just so spontaneous. Right, right. And I, 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 have, I have spent many hours laughing at, uh, 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 what was that one? Uh, whose line is it? Yeah.
0: Jim oh. yes. Yeah. Yes. It,
2: yes. It's, um, yeah. Uh, what's her name?
0: Um, Aisha. That's who's
2: doing it now. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Who's doing it now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Alan Mockery. Oh my gosh. Ah. Love it. Brady, that man. Yes. Songs with no information at all. Oh my exactly.
2: God. And he can make up anything off a of whim. I love him. I love him. He comes up with some. Oh my gosh, he'll have you on the floor rolling, rolling.
3: There the other night when I came up with that song. Yes. <laughs> oh goodness. Bill is a superb. He is
0: superb at improv, and I am so thankful for the the work that I that we get to do together at um, Family Fun Experience because. I, I don't. I'm not a natural talent with regards to improv, but this amazing troupe, including Bill, that I get to work with makes me better, and I okay, love good. that. The, oh, you're I, learning I, I,
2: from. It. You're learning yeah, from it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And before so, you know it, you'll be doing it. Absolutely.
0: And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I've grown so much. So yes.
2: Oh, wonderful. <laughs>
0: We have a blast. We have fun now. Bill, you also mentioned Virginia
3: Production Alliance, and
0: and that's a film group or something. Can you say more about that? It
3: is a film organization that was started up in Richmond, uh, and to be totally honest, because the Virginia Film Commission could not lobby, so the Virginia Production Alliance was created so that they can lobby the legislature to try and get money towards getting film into the area and uh-huh. they have done a wonderful job over the years. I mean, look at all the films that have been filmed. I mean, Captain Richards, is it? And, and, and all the, the, the revolutionary war stuff you get out of high shows. It was great. And there's been a lot of, of wonderful movies filmed in the area i've been mm. in it but you know <laughs> yeah that's awesome but what i recall was uh, the black box that they filmed part of over at nasa langley oh cool and mm. you were in that that is awesome what did you do what were you who, who were you I- well, I was several different things. And one, once, you know, I was a, a scientist. We were working with slide rules and all that fun stuff. And ah. I was actually one of the videographers. So, cool. you know. That's awesome. And, you know, uh, being
0: a new actor, you know, just being back into acting um, after 30 years away from it, just for the past two years for myself, um, I'm learning so much and having such an appreciation for crew work. You know, <laughs> you being a the videographer, these, these things are important. And I will tell you, I remember being in high school, I remember being at Great Bridge High School, Ms. Bastier was my drama teacher. I hated tech. Anything, tech, I hate it. Now, I still did it because I always kept a positive attitude. I was going to do anything, but the whole time I hated it. However, it is so necessary. And then being able to network with other artists, other actors, other people in entertainment is important. Learning how to do things for yourself is important. Becoming your own filmmaker. We can create our own art. And there's no limit, right? We can make movies. We can present. Shows, productions, Broadway musicals, you know, we can design stuff, create stuff, and and sell it to Broadway. There's the sky's the limit. Um, And I remember being younger, wanting to be an actor, and the words that you always heard from people older than you, parents, and such. Sometimes, friends, well, only a few people make it. Well, what is make it, right? (laughs) Do you mean only a few people become super famous? What if that's not what I want? What if I simply want to be able to exercise my craft every day, be paid for it, right? Um, And be able to live the life that I enjoy. That is huge. And I wish I thought of that way back when, when the naysayers were, and and we didn't know because we didn't know what we didn't know. The world is so opened up to us now. So
2: yeah, so much different. So much different than in the time that you were talking about. If I th- I'm pretty sure, Linda, and um, I'm sure everybody will agree with me, if we had the technology that we have now back then, I know oh, things yeah. would have been differently. Things would have been so much different. Because you can just make you, I mean, there's so many people that just making their living just off social media alone. Mm-hmm. And they're doing bullshit.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> right. Normal. The one that confuses me is TikTok. I don't <gasps> understand this. <laughs> now I got to admit, I'm old school. I mean, I've got one of my best friends. He can barely operate a a, a an iPhone. You know, mm-hmm. it, just because his last phone was, of course, a flip phone. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, oh. He won't touch a computer.
2: Well, he probably had a cricket. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the one with the big numbers and everything.
3: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> But technology these days has been so amazing. I've got a videographer right now that usually comes out to most of my jams and actually uh, films our concerts. And he does this for nothing. He's amazing. He is wonderful at it but you know i of course we gave him a lifetime membership but that's beside the point <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah um all This change is an and what option. a plus i love something that doesn't require electricity
1: <laughs> i like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my- you know back when we were younger we had to find things to do that weren't electronic right there wasn't a whole lot of electronic other than television and atari back in in our right. days right. Uh, but you know now the kids you know they live right here right up close to their face but we had to entertain ourselves we had to read a book because you know you couldn't worry your parents to death they'd be no. like get out of here go in your room go read something my mom
2: would yep.
1: go read something
2: so i didn't have a television in a every room
1: you remember right. that
2: there was no television in every
1: it room? No, wasn't. No, no, no. I you just had one in the living room, and maybe your parents maybe your right. parents had right. one, maybe in the your
2: bedroom.
3: parents, <laughs> right? Right, but it wasn't one in every room. <laughs> nope. Um, you know, like around 10 years old, it was out the door at sunrise and back in the door at sunset.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. In our case, when the street lights come before the street lights come on, yep.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to be indoors. <laughs> and if not, you have to be of earshot when they called your name. <laughs> oh. That'd
2: be, in my case, I had to be on the porch. <laughs> on the porch.
0: Yes. On the porch. So, Bill, we are going to have you uh, perform a little for us, if you will. Before we do that, though, I'd like for you to share with our listeners where they can find you and or your organizations, what links you can share with us. We will also put these in the description of the episode uh, that we're featuring you in.
3: All righty then. Well, we have a tidewaterbluegrass.org webpage, and I've got that actually pulled up on my other iPad, but it... It is a, it gives all the information about us, what we do, where we do it. We try to get information on there about the festivals coming up anywhere in the area. Um, we also have our Facebook pages, which I was telling you about, the uh, Tidewater Bluegrass Music Association page and the Tidewater Bluegrass Music Association group. We also have TikTok. We have Instagram. We have uh, I know there's something else out there that I'm thinking of, but it won't work because my brain
2: LinkedIn.
1: Is... Uh, Wait
3: up. We have a LinkedIn, but we do have uh, a YouTube channel somewhere. YouTube, yeah.
1: YouTube, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Great. That one, I'm trying to remember. But and you have performances on YouTube. We can catch those. We can tie I, water bluegrass. I have to see what's on there right now because. I'm not very much involved in the tech and the uh, uh, social media side. I do do a lot on, on the tidewater bluegrass or association group mm-hmm. because I try to get out when I know I'm going to be at our Tuesday night jam or our Friday night jam. Or in fact, the bluegrass and
4: Booze.
3: <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> He's a
0: hoot, I told y'all. <laughs> awesome. So, what are you going to do for us
3: tonight? All right. Well, I I, I threatened you with uh, a little song called uh, Five Pounds of Possum.
1: Possum. Uh, that's okay. all I remember the possum. Yeah. <laughs> possum
2: stew. <laughs>
4: Well, my children are hungry, my dog needs a bone. I'm out of a job now, so I'm just driving home. An hour after sundown, and what to my delight. Five pounds of possum in my headlights tonight. Yeah, there's five pounds of possum in my headlights tonight. If I can run him over, everything'll be all right. We'll have possum gravy, what a wonderful sight. Five pounds of possum in my headlights tonight. Won't have to kill no chickens or open any cans. Just a little bit closer and I'll have them in my hands. I think the time has come now to go from dim to bright. Five pounds of possum in my headlights tonight. Yeah, there's five pounds of possum in my headlights tonight. If I can run him over, everything will be all right. We'll have possum gravy, what a wonderful sight. Five pounds of possum in my headlights tonight. Yeah, there's five pounds of possum in my headlights tonight.
1: (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you say gravy
2: on the possum? Oh, Possum awesome
1: gravy. Awesome <laughs> you <gravy. laughs> oh, don't have to what? kill any chickens. <laughs> <laughs> he already has dinner. <laughs> He's right in the headlights, and everything
2: will be all right if you hit that sucker. Yes. <laughs> I'm just not going to eat him, but
1: yes, <gasps> eat him. <laughs> no need to go to the grocers, the marketplace. <laughs>
4: Too buddy.
1: Too cute.
2: Too cute. Thank you. That was a good one. That was cute. That was real cute. <laughs> Thank you
0: so much for entertaining us tonight. It's your girl L for April in Paris and for Letty. Letty. This has been uncorked in conversation. Remember, if you can't have the wine you love,
1: love the
0: wine you have.
1: Thank you for listening to Uncorked in Conversation. This podcast is co-hosted by Linda White, April and Brown, Paulette Irving, and Sarita Boston. It is produced and edited by April and Brown. The music is by Ben Sound.